let us have our seats as kings and queens in the household of God. Let us have our seats. Thank you very much. I want to appreciate our pastor also. Thank you so much, pastor, for this opportunity to share the word with God's people again. God will continue to increase your ministry, increase in wisdom, bless your entire household, and favor in all ramifications in Jesus' name. Amen. So the word that we have for today that God has for us is the rooted word. The rooted word. The rooted word, or you could say the word that yields harvest. This is our month of harvest, and uh, this is the word that the Lord has ministered to my heart to share today. Let's go to Mark chapter 4, verse 3 to 9. Then we'll also read 13 to 20 quickly. Mark chapter 4, verse 3 to 9. We know this story. It's a very popular one, a popular parable in Scripture. Uh, verse 3 to 9 says, Hacking, behold, there went out a sower to sow. Now we see what the sower did. He went to sow seeds. And it says in verse 4, And it came to pass, as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. And some fell on stony ground, where it had not much earth, and immediately sprang up, because it had no depth of earth. 6 says, And when the sun was up, it was crushed, and because it had not root, it had no root, it withered away. 7 says, And some fell among thorns, and thorns grew up, and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. Then an order fell on good ground. Somebody say good ground. And it did yield fruit that sprang up and increased and brought forth some 30, some 60, and some 100. Let's go now to the interpretation in verse 13 there. It says, and it said unto them, know ye not this parable, and how then will ye know all parables? It said, the sower soweth the word. So the sower goes out to sow the word. This seed is the word. And it says, and these are they by the wayside. The first one, it says, by the wayside where the word was sown. But when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. 16 says, and these are the, they likewise which are sown on stony ground, the second group now, who when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness and have no roots in themselves and so endure, but for a time afterward. When affliction or persecution arises for the world's sake, immediately they are offended. 18 says, And these are they which sown among thorns, such as hear the word, and the cares of the world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the loss of other things, enter it in and choke the word, and it becometh unfruitful. Then finally, and these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word, and receive it, and bring forth fruit, some thirtyfold and some 60 and some 100. Praise the Lord. I took time to read it so that we will get the picture clearly. There were four groups there. Some, the world fell on the wayside. Some, the world fell on stony ground and all of that. But we see one difference between the ones, the hearts where the world did not yield fruit and the hearts where the world yielded fruit. It was because of a root. It says that one, the, there was no root. The world had no root in them. And so when the wind came, when um, persecutions came, it said the world was stolen. So it is only the rooted world that yields a harvest. It is only the rooted world. It's only the world that takes root in our heart that will lead to harvest. Because everyone can hear me now. 
But it depends on those that take the word and allow the word settle in their heart and take root. That is where the word will produce results. And if you look at plants, trees, um, it's only a plant that is rooted that survives. Right? The leaves could be shed and all those stuff, but when the root is still in the ground, then the plant can draw strength, you know, draw nutrient and still grow back. So it's only the rooted word, it's only the roots that sustains, that leads to harvest. For the plant also, when there is wind, because the root is there, the plant can, you know, stand, withstand the wind. So for us as children of God, what would this harvest mean and how does the word take root in our heart? That's why we are here today. Now this harvest, praise the Lord, praise Jesus. Now this harvest can be answered prayers. This harvest can be a testimony. This harvest can be the manifestation of the will of God in your life. Now the harvest is not just about anything. The harvest is about the manifestation of God's will or God's pattern or God's result in your life. If Joseph was more focused on, you know, having wealth as his harvest at that time, having money or riches, like the Bible talks about the sinfulness of riches just now, then Joseph would have slept with Potiphar's wife so that he would have a harvest. He would be in control of Potiphar's house and everything fully. But Joseph was focused on the word, the word he had received, the word had taken root in his heart, and that was how he manifested his harvest when the time came. So what does it mean for the word to take root in our heart? Let's look at it in John 15, verse 5 to 7. John 15, verse 5 to 7. John chapter 15, verse 5 to 7. If you are there, you can read. Okay, I read. It says, I am the vine and you are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bring forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. He said, if a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. Now in verse 7, it says, if ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Praise the Lord. So it is the word that abides in our heart. It is the word of God that settles in our heart that leads to harvest. It is the word that abides in our heart that leads to a deepening of the roots, a creation of the roots of the word in our heart, and that is what leads to harvest. So how does the word of God abide in our heart? So I've gone from um, the rooted word is what leads to harvest. I've gone to the word um, creates roots in our heart by abiding. Now what does it mean for the word to abide in our heart? We see when the word is rooted, it leads to harvest. When the word abides in our heart, Jesus said, then you will have fruit. Now let's go to uh, Joshua 1 verse 8. What does it mean for the word to abide in our heart? Joshua 1 verse 8. In Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, the Bible says there, it says, um, you shall uh, meditate on this word. Say, this book of the Lord shall not depart out of thy mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written there. Then also look at Psalms 1, verse 1 to 3. Psalms 1, verse 1 to 3. Let's see what the Bible says there again. It also talks of harvest. It also talks of harvest. Psalm 1, verse 1 to 3. 
Okay, so blessed is the man that walketh not in the way of the scornful, that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor seated in the seat of the scornful. He said, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on it doth he meditate day and night. And it says, and it shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth fruit in season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever it does prospers. So it means that for roots, abiding, meditating, it is meditation that makes the word of God produce this harvest in our lives. It says when he meditates, when he holds on to the word, he says it's like a tree planted by the riverside. And that, that tree, says, brings forth fruit in due season. In due season. So the word of God takes root in our hearts through meditation. I'm going to look at that today. Meditation is not an Eastern practice. It's not um, something that's about other religions. Meditation is not uh, when you sit like yoga or when you bend your leg one kind or something. No. Meditation is from God. Meditation is something that God urged us to do. And meditation from Scripture means that we, you know, focus on the Word of God, like what God told Joshua. We take the Word of God and we allow the Word of God settle in our hearts. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Meditation is focusing on the Word of God and pondering on it until it becomes, you know, real to you, until it becomes real to you, or until it you get so convinced that you take action based on that word. And that's what leads to faith. Meditation will strengthen your faith. You don't just take the word of God and then you go back to all the hustles and bustles. You know, that's not, Christianity is not just about activity. Apostle Paul said, physical exercise profits little, but spiritual exercises, you know, profit much more. So meditation is like a spiritual exercise that helps the word of God take root in your heart. Meditation is also like, you know, digesting the word of God. Digesting the word of God. Jesus said in Matthew 4 verse 4, He said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by what? Every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So if the word of God is like food, then you digest food. That is how you get nutrients from it. If you not digest the food, you, you would not get all the nutrients. In fact, it could lead to sickness or vomiting and all of that stuff. So also, the word of God has to be digested. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. So when you digest the word of God in your heart, that is how it has root. That's how it deepens in you. That's how you are convinced by it. And that is how it leads to harvest. Because once the word of God settles in your heart, you know the Bible says that the word of God is active, sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing between soul and spirit. So the word of God begins to work on its own. It's like a seed. The seed has taken root. If a seed is planted, then it takes a life of its own. And when the word of God is in your heart, anything can become anything. God can change your life in a second. God can manifest that harvest in any second, any moment. So what we need to do is to allow the word of God really settle in our hearts. Meditation also calms your mind to pay attention to the voice of God. Because we need God's leading. We need direction from God. If there's no direction, there can be no harvest. So if you need God's guidance, then we need to find time to settle in our heart. Let the word of God settle in our heart. And then we can hear God's voice. I remember one time, 
I was deeply worried. I wanted to hear from God. I was so worried. I wasn't, there was no direction. You know, be like, ah, well, I thought God's voice was easy to hear. I thought maybe God has spoken to me. And, you know, there was so much worry in my heart. And, and God said in my heart one moment, I heard that. So I hope you know that be still is not just about physical stillness. Be still and know I am God. I think that's in Psalm 46 verse 10. It's not, it's not just about physical stillness, but it's about what? Um, stilling your mind. Be not worried. Like the word that God gave us just now. He said, um, cast all your cares on me. He says, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So when you meditate, you are going to calm your mind and let the word of God speak to your heart so that you can hear God's voice. Sometimes we come to prayer and our prayer time is also about complaining. <laughs> prayer, you have, you have been worried before prayer. You come to the prayer time, you still complain and then you leave the prayer place and there's no time for communication with God. Prayer is a two-way thing, two-way communication that when we stay in the place of prayer, after we have you know, poured our hearts out to God, then we also listen for God to speak. I think it's clear from the psalmist, you will see how the psalmist used to pray. If you read the book of Psalms, you see in several places that the psalmist says, Selah. Right? Selah means to ponder, to wait, to listen. That was part of the prayers of the psalmist. So we need to imbibe that kind of, um, you know, practice that we meditate, we wait on God, and let God speak to us. Be still and know I am God, like I said right now. It's not just about being still outwardly, but also be still in your heart and let God speak to you. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Let's go to 2 Peter 1, 19 and 20. 2 Peter chapter 1, 19 and 20. And we're going to pray. 2 Peter 1, 19 and 20. Okay, it says there, we have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto ye do well that ye take heed as unto a light that shineth in the dark place unto the day dawns and the day star arise in your heart. Knowing this phrase that no prophecy of scripture is of any private interpretation. Okay, praise the Lord. So 19 there says, it says, take heed to the word. Focus on the word until the day star rises in your heart. Until the word of God takes root in your heart. Until you receive light from the word. That when you stay with the word, God is going to speak to you. So it is very important as children of God that we do not just um, take the word and allow the devil come and steal that word from us. We stay with the word until we get a revelation from the word. Meditation will also help you develop focus. It will help your mental health. Today, mental health is something that's coming up around because of, you know, the whole um, lockdown and all of that stuff. But when we take time to meditate, it helps our mental health. It helps us focus on God. It helps us hear from God. And um, when you build your focus, it's going to help you be more strengthened in your faith. It helps you be more strengthened in your faith. There are a lot of things out there today that are just designed to distract us. There are a lot of things out there today that our focus is so expensive. Companies spend billions of dollars to get your attention, to get your focus. You know, there are different things. We hustle and bustle. You sleep, wake up, hustle and bustle again. Sleep, wake up, you know. 
But when we find time to at least rest and seek God, God will speak to you in Jesus' name. God will speak to you in Jesus' name. Can we just um, pray in our hearts quickly? Pray that, Lord, strengthen my faith. Speak to me in this season. Help me to seek you daily. Help me to seek you moment by moment to God. In the name of Jesus, we pray that, Lord, as we meditate, as we seek you, speak your wisdom to our hearts. Give us direction, Holy Spirit of God. Give us guidance to God. Give us the harvest to God. Indeed, our harvest has come in this season in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Thank you, eternal rock of ages. Lord, we bless and give you praise. We magnify your holy name. Blessed be your name, O God. For in Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Amen. Praise.